Hello and welcome back to episode 10 of the GNT Hour. 10 weeks. Big game we've been doing this for. How are you doing today? Not too bad. Yeah, 10 weeks, man. I'm so sorry to everyone listening. My dulcet tones are not... Um, I apologise to your ears because my dulcet tones are not the best. <laughs> but thank you for sticking with us. We I appreciate know, thank, it. Thanks for the support from everyone. Uh, thanks for the big amount of engagement this week because... Judge, we are doing our special Camp Confessions episode this week. And now, it was a high-demanded episode. It was one that we got a lot of good interaction with. So everyone that sent in their obviously completely anonymous questions we uh, or responses, we thank you so much. Um, I think what we're going to do, though, aren't we, Biggin, is we are going to open it up next time to expose your friends because I feel like that'll be fun for people to do. Go through the confessions in a bit, but what I want to do is I want to set out two things. One, if you do have any confessions and we haven't got a story up or anything, just ping us into us in a DM and we will then use it for the next time we talk about these things. Uh, and two, what we're going to do is we're going to rate them out of 10 for how outrageous they are, aren't we, Biggin? Yeah, we were sort of we were sort of arming and in sort of different ways we could approach this, but we thought, yeah, outrageous... Um, because you know the, the more outrageous that a thing is, the better, isn't it? So we just thought, well, let's let's go with that one. It is. So I tell you what, let's start off with a few of our own camp stories, um, just to set the tone. You know, ease everyone into it a bit. So yeah. one one of our favourite ones is our little motto we had to live by um, at camp, um, and it was "Don't get caned," because there was a member of staff who was unfortunately, as everyone knows, the first casualty um these things happen unfortunately some staff do not make it through the summer because they are not as responsible as they want to be and this person unfortunately took a bit too far they drank a few too many fizzy pops didn't they begin uh they might have had uh four local or two and they were a mess yeah that sort of really became um our our slogan didn't it don't get caned because obviously you know People going out there for the first time, obviously they're away from their parents. They think they can get away with a little bit more than what they're used to. So, um, yeah, it was just hilariously, um, hilariously funny to see him sort of trying to get his way back to camp in a, <laughs> in a, in a non-conspicuous way that made him look more suspicious than how he actually was. Yeah, bless him. He was trying to cover it up as best he could. Obviously, in his head, he thought it was. Uh, it was all hunky dory. Yeah, yeah, because. Um, for those who don't know, basically, if we go off site, we have to sign out and then you have to sign back in before midnight um, when you come back. So he obviously went into the hut to sign in and there was another member of staff there that saw him in a worse for wear state. He still somehow managed to make it down to uh, Boys Side of Camp, but then he unfortunately was too caned and he unfortunately was sick everywhere, wasn't he? And they had to... Uh... Had to ring up an ambulance, and he was. Uh, that was the last time we saw of him, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the last time we saw of it of him. Um, yeah, it was just obviously if you go to camp, the thing you know, as Gil said, no one you know expect because it's quite funny when you go to orientation. There's bets on to see who's going to crack first, who's going to be the first to fired. And you, <laughs> like I get, because I, obviously I wasn't there for your orientation year, Gil, was I? But I can imagine conversations like that kind of did happen. Very much so. Yeah, we were. There was a few people that were they basically were people that pe that people thought wouldn't make it through and this person unfortunately was one of those people that people thought won't make it through and they proved everyone right so and then i remember another funny night big and where one of our good friends unfortunately um was let go from camp and he was sneaking out or what have you of an evening 
and then we all wore black didn't we <laughs> as if it was some kind of funeral so the evening activity yeah we were sort of um yeah we were sort of a bit disappointed that he sort of was fired because we felt it was a bit unjust that he was fired but obviously decisions have got to be made that are way above our pay grade not that it is much of a pay grade but anyway yeah we decided to wear for nighttime activities so we were down on the basketball courts and we thought you know what we're gonna we're gonna stand up for the injustice that we've seen and yeah we decided to all wear black because apparently that was the best way it worked to be fair because we've got a lot of people talking and stuff and it was just um yeah it was just a funny thing that happened it was well coordinated i've got to admit it was it was it was a funny there was a gif wasn't there on the um camp instagram of like us all in our black there was like two rows of us people on their knees giving a salute to the instagram page which i think the person who was let go found uh, very funny yeah exactly we did it in memory of our of our fallen soldier but yeah it's silly stuff like that is always going to happen at camp you know people are going to uh yeah because it's like a world of your own you don't really care what's going on you're going to do silly stuff like that but we thought it was appropriate <laughs> we did didn't we and then the la- one of the last ones is or one of the fun ones we had was of an evening time um everyone knows that some people get peckish and there isn't really anywhere to get any food from i mean the ramen economy in camp is fierce and some people don't like paying for food and what is the old saying is it food tastes best when it's free i think it's something like that yeah definitely yeah something like that so there was people uh, at our camp that decided that they would go and raid the uh, fridges and freezers of the kitchen they'd sneak out of an evening time um and they'd like army crawl or sneak across camp thinking they were ninjas <laughs> sneaking into the kitchen hall and uh, trying to find as much food as they could and i distinctly remember pe- someone coming back with a big uh, watermelon and then as you can imagine they got they thought this was a great idea until they got it back to uh boy side of campus and they were like oh what do we do with it now <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the worst thing to um, to bring back to like boys' side. I'm not sure about girls' side, but I think boys' side is just a big mistake because, you know, obviously the boys are hungry um, because they've not really eaten or anything like that. So they try and sneak, you know, food back. Like they do it on sort of like meal times. I mean, I remember coming out and seeing some guy stuff like 16 packets of like Fritos down his shorts and he just had like a massive waistline. And we were like, what are you doing? <laughs> and yeah it was just something like that but yeah don't bring a watermelon to boys campus because it ends up getting everywhere yeah they, this person decided that their best approach to getting into this watermelon was to just spike it on the floor which as you can imagine made a bit of a mess and made it extremely inconspicuous didn't it? that was on my porch as well yeah honestly like oh, some people were just like because all the flies were there and everything like that and obviously you've got the head of boys coming over and being like why is there watermelon here and you've got to act dumb you've got to be like i've got no idea exactly because but you know full well that they've gone out and you know you know people have brought it back well yeah because everyone's bc chilling aren't they everyone's like on their bunk porches or in the middle of bc on the like um, bench or little picnic you. tables yeah yeah they're all chatting and this person's <laughs> bowled back in with a watermelon and we're all just like what have you done like fair play that's when when you first see the watermelon you're thinking oh do you know what i'd actually quite like a watermelon and then it you realize you've got you. nothing to open it with exactly it quickly don't you that you are not getting any of this watermelon <laughs> like <sighs> i think i remember people slamming their forehead into it trying to break it open i'm just sitting there thinking oh dear like 
oh, what are we doing here, boys? What are we doing here? Yeah, it wasn't exactly textbook from us, was it? It was not, no. Right, so I reckon we should get into some of our beautiful listeners' confessions, Bigham. So I'm going to take the first one. Uh, yeah, remember, we're going to score it out of 10. So we've got a couple that are similar, but I'm going to read the one that is more in-depth. Um, yep. It is... Basically, this person has put in quotes that they borrowed, um, end quotes. Uh, so that immediately screams to me that they didn't borrow it. They know full well what they were doing. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? If you haven't put in quotes, uh, I think everyone knows where this is going. I borrowed the golf carts and raced them around the uh, lower side of camp at two o'clock in the morning. Um, this person then puts that they uh, may or may not have accidentally rolled one into a ditch. But fortunately enough for them... It only went lands on its side. They perched it back up, and after a brief wipe down, no one was any the wiser. They snuck it back and got up in the morning, and no one said a single thing to them. See, that is mastery of how to get away with it. That is like uh, for me, that is it's quite outrageous that it managed. They managed to flip it into a ditch. And it survived because those golf carts have been there for like what twenty years. Because camps aren't going to pay out for them, so it is quite impressive that that golf cart did live and survive. Exactly, and I think it's funny, isn't it? So golf carts at camp for anyone who didn't have golf carts at their camp or what have you, it's like this prestige thing, isn't it? So you see people riding around on golf carts; they have to have either been there for a while or they've got like a high up position at camp. So when you see them rolling around on their golf carts, you're thinking that guy is the dogs, isn't he? <laughs> Yeah, everyone wants to everyone wants to turn on the golf carts, um, and I think like management know that, so they they try and be a bit um, try and be a bit tight with sort of well, like who can drive the golf carts and stuff they, like that. Well, so at our camp, for example, they say that if they catch anyone riding the golf carts that is or driving the golf carts that isn't supposed to be driving the golf carts, then you're immediately fired. So like that's their anti deterrent. But this person obviously managed to get away with it. They borrowed it, but not only did they borrow it, they raced it around at two a.m. And then they rolled it, so maybe minus points for horrendous driving, but they managed to get it back in one piece. No one noticed, as far as they're aware. No one said anything. So I, I'm, I'm inclined to give this quite a high score on the outrageous. I am, I am entitled to give it a high score. I However, I think, high, though. yeah, but the timing of it, I think the the two a.m. part of it may be a factor where the score is a bit less. What, you, what if it was in the middle of the day, you'd give him more score? Yeah, because there's more witnesses. Like, I think depending on how far the lower side of the camp is to where everyone else is, you could, what, I reckon you might be able to... Because if it was a massive camp, yeah, may, are you getting away with it at, at two in the morning? Yeah, you probably are. But if it was a smaller camp... Yeah, but also, we got this person has been clever, haven't they, in that they haven't been caught. They have unfortunately had an accident and then they also haven't been caught from having the accident uh, obviously everyone i imagine was fine i don't know how many people that were in this cart when they were driving around at two o'clock in the morning but i can imagine it was jokes it's a funny story and no one's been no one's been affected so i'm gonna i'm gonna let you score this one big in what would you I'm, give it out of 10 well i think the fact that they've taken the golf cart is points in itself because they are held in like high standards like i think Golf carts to like the like the supervisors, like the management, are you know in higher regard than the actual councillors themselves. So I think props to them for actually taking it. I'm going to deduct a few points because of the time. Okay. Um, I'm going to score this seven out of ten. I I would agree. I'd give it. 
I'd give it seven or eight out of ten. So I'm, I'll back that. It's I pretty, think if it was pretty I think outrageous. If, yeah, I think if they didn't roll it as well, I think that would have been less points. But the fact they managed to roll it and it didn't break and no one battered an eyelid, yeah, exactly. I think that's just, I think that's brilliant. I think they've done a fantastic job there. And I also like the description of quote unquote borrowed the golf carts. So, borrowed, yeah, exactly. We've got another one here. The person, another person said that they borrowed their post camp golf carts. But I think that's easy to get away with. So I'm gonna get, I'm gonna give it to this person that has borrowed them and raced around at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, exactly. I think. Um... I think that because it's post-camp, I think that takes off quite a few points because it's, as you said, it's more relaxed during post-camp. But one that came into me that I think tops all of them oh. is, is one that came in and said, um, I lied about having a driver's license so I could drive a golf cart. Right? So first of all, fair play to you for lying. <laughs> like that's outrageously brilliant. Uh, the next day I drove it down a hill and hit a tree. Oh, I mean, you, you're illegally driving the golf cart. The fact that you've used it is fantastic. And the fact that you've hit a tree, <laughs> this, is, this is, it just gets better. <laughs> then the guy was, or girl, I don't know, bleeding <laughs> out. They were, they were bleeding out of their ears, right? Oh, so dear. obviously serious damage has happened to them and the golf cart. Yeah. But then they, apparently they've asked them what's happened. And then brilliantly, in a stroke of genius... This person has replied with, I had a seizure. Whoa. I mean, that is, that, that for me, nine out of 10. Whoa. The fact that they, they are illegally driving the golf car, <laughs> they've had quite a serious crash, and as cool as a cucumber have just gone, I just had a seizure. Do you know what? Be- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play devil's advocate here. I'm gonna it's say- poetry in motion. However, do you, do you have, you'd have to have a go- uh, driver's license to drive a golf cart first off. But in their camp, they might have had it to be able to drive. So maybe, maybe they are not. road legal. But also, like, surely someone that's shocking from the camp they haven't checked it. Like, maybe they had a provisional and they just thought that was a driver's license. Anyway, that's awful. Second off, you crashed it day two. Like, I mean, I guess I can't get too much onto it because this other person crashed it day one of them into a ditch. But Oh, I don't know if I can back the. <laughs> I think the talk saying they had a seizure is both clever and dangerous territory, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose because if they've gone, oh my god, have you had a seizure? Like they might have been rushed into hospital, found out that, and then obviously, or yeah, something has hit. You know, shit has head fan, um, hit fan. How do you? Uh, but how do you live with that lie? I don't know. I think that I'm gonna give it exactly. Oh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a seven or eight. Though. I'm gonna say that it's equal to the last one because I. I I rate the I rate the fact that this other person has basically snuck like a ninja and borrowed a golf cart of an evening time, whereas this person's been allowed to do it and they've just done it terribly. Yeah, but they're doing it illegally, so maybe, maybe. Well, the other person oh, would have been doing maybe. it. Maybe we well. don't know. But for me, that's a that's a nine out of ten. Oh, I think the cool, calm, and collectedness of saying I just had a seizure. Big from GT. Brilliant. Big from GT. Brilliant. Next one I've got here is one that I think we both have enjoyed reading when it got sent in to us, and it says that as a counsellor, we accidentally used fake tan instead of after sun on a couple of our campers, and we made them really orange. And then unfortunately, we had to admit to upper staff that we had made this mistake, but they found it pretty hilarious. So <laughs> I think the bonus points here because they've got away with it. They've <laughs> used fake tan on what could have potentially been 
young campers, but also could have been older campers. They could have just given it to you to be like, oh, here's some fake tan or here's some after sun. But I think it's funny that they've, they've got away with it. Upper staff also found it hilarious. So they've just been, <laughs> they've got two umbalumbas running around their camp. <laughs> I mean, that's just a picture in it all, isn't it? Just seeing two, you know, two Oompa Loompas just running around camp, you know, with no explanation whatsoever, you know, and it's just one day they've turned, you know, they're, they're normal and then the next day they're like oranges. <laughs> I think it's just brilliant. It would be interesting to see what type of campers that the councillors did it to because if it was the count- campers that they hated, you know, way to get revenge. Yeah. That's all I'm saying because... <laughs> If it was me and there were two campers getting right on my nerves, like my wit's end, maybe I would go for the fake tan. Maybe. I think it's funny, isn't it? Because if we, so say, for example, for us, we had the oldest boys. If we'd have had fake tan in our bunk. Oh, my God, that would have been genius. They would have robbed it off of us, first off. And I can imagine they would have been using it because I think I can only imagine that teenage boys would have found it hilarious to make themselves as orange as they possibly could as if they were in some kind of mr olympia weight competition oh yeah you can just imagine them because obviously you know they're trying to get the girls and everything like that they're going to show off so like you said they're going to be think they're like mr olympias and stuff but yeah i mean oh could you imagine getting your revenge though on on your kids (laughs) by just dousing them in fake tan and then going i don't know yeah, I'll and then just letting them run like, free. Guys, oh, it'll, be, it'll wash off in a few weeks. Don't worry about it. Can you imagine their parents going on their bunk box looking for photos of their kid and they're just like a tomato? Oh my God. Could you imagine if it was on picture day? <gasps> oh, Could you imagine if it was on picture day and they're just timed out like orange or visiting day? So, what are we giving this out of 10? Should we to do this one? I think I think I'll yeah, go on, you give this one. one. I'm going to give this one a six and a half out of 10. I think. I think actually, do you know what? I'm going to push it up to a seven because they've got away with it. And not only have they got away with it, the upper staff have also laughed along with them. So it's something that they have nonchalantly just straight up got away with and they have battered off two of their kids. Brilliant. Textbook. All right. What about this next one? This next one says that um, I once had a co counselor who was too big to fit on the slide at our local <laughs> water park. After finally accepting oh, that, no. that they wouldn't be allowed to ride, they were clapped off by the rest of the people in the line <laughs> back down the stairs. Oh, I'm dear. so sorry for laughing, but that is hilarious. Oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> I mean... Uh, I, also, I almost kind of feel sorry for the person who this was. Oh, no, I definitely because... feel sorry for them, but I also think it is pretty... I like it. As, ba- as much as I feel sorry, this is also very funny. And if it was me, I would have also laughed. Yeah, oh, definitely. I'd be laughing my absolute arse off. But you, you know, it's one of those things that if it happens to you, it's completely not funny. But if it's somebody else, you can't... It's like a belly laugh. It's that walk of shame, isn't it? Walking... It, it, it's probably the equivalent to someone in the UK... Not being able to go on a roller coaster because they're too small, that kind of thing. Like they're under the or line. going on a roller coaster because they're too tall. Or going, well, I feel like too tall, but to be to be clapped back down. Oh mate, oh, to have made that it all the way been... up to the top, to have been all the way up to the top, and then and then you're being, you know, clapped down because you. T- oh no, poor counselor, this is poor, poor co-counselor. You know, poor counselor, outrageous. I think it's just sad, isn't it? This one. I think it's just yeah. I think for out. Uh, yeah, I think for outrageousness, it's not that great. But for pure, 
yeah, it is quite sad. As you're right, I feel so sorry for that guy. I just want to give him a hug or her a hug. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of them ones where you just think, oh, poor person. Like I can imagine that putting them off going on water slides for the rest of the day as well. That's just ruined that councillor's day, hasn't it? But could you imagine the campers hearing about this when they all get back to camp? Oh God, especially especially at an American I mean, water park as well, because I imagine they were built for the bigger individual anyway. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you've got a you know, he must have or she must have been absolutely rinsed by the campers because stuff like that just doesn't go away. Like it sticks. Campers will stick with something and it will be a running joke for the rest of the time. Yeah, that's not something they're going to be able to sneak away from, is it? No, exactly. And to be clapped off, obviously people have created an audience. Therefore, they've highlighted you even more and you're being clapped off. Yeah. Shocking, shocking behaviour, and that brings us shocking. to an end. I feel like we can't. I feel like we can't. We can't rate that one. I mean, maybe I'll give it. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's outrageous. It's outrageously funny that everyone clapped. Yeah, I think that is outrageously funny. But the actual scenario isn't. Is it? Out, it's not that outrageous enough for me. It's funny. Exactly funny, but in a, not not that outrageous. Not that outrageous. All right, so that's the end of this part. Next part, we're going to be talking about the love roller coaster that happens at camp. Everyone knows about it. This is where most stories are going to be. This is where I would imagine there are going to be some more outrageous stuff. So check back in with us for part two. And welcome back for part two of these camp confessions. Now, this is going to be the uh, side you've all been waiting for, really. This is going to be the side that most people send their stories in for. When you bait your mates out, you're going to be baiting them out for this because anyone who hasn't been to camp or everyone who has been to camp knows that camp experience is basically like Love Island, except you've got to look after some kids some of the time, isn't it, George? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's, yeah, I don't think you can describe it better, Gil. It is literally just Love Island. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all you can describe it as. <laughs> yeah. It's Apart funny, from people it's... screaming out, I've got a text, that's it. <laughs> exactly. So there is love triangles. There is love squares. There is love squares. There is just everything you can imagine. I can only... Oh, honestly, I can only begin to mention the amount of stories that we are going to have from people about this. But the first one comes in here. Or should we, I'll tell you what, we'll set the scene first because for a lot of people that go to camp, they are obviously between the ages of, what, 18 and 21, 18, 22, or whatever. So some people go that are in relationships, some people go that aren't in relationships. But for... Unfortunately, a lot of people, the common theme here is that these people ain't loyal. As a famous Chris Brown lyric goes, these whores ain't loyal. Yeah, it is straight off the bat. If you are going to camp, don't go into a relationship because you know you're going to be in trouble from day one. You are, aren't you? Because so unfortunately, there's been a a few um, stories of people that have, you know, taking it upon themselves to mess with people, mess with more than one person, 
So we're going to be exposing them in this section of the podcast. So Are we going to be exposing all of them or just a few of them? We're going to be exposing a few of them because I feel like there's too many to put into one half of a podcast, isn't there, Biggin? Yeah, way too many. I mean, it's hilariously funny. Um, yeah, it, oh, it's just hilarious because it becomes the gossip of camp. Everyone wants to know who's shagging who. Um, or someone did this, but is now doing this. It's just hilariously funny. It is the camp. It's what. It's the life and breadth of camp. It is the news cycle, isn't it? It is the camp bubble you are in. It is like a microcosm. Something can't happen without everyone knowing it. There are those very gifted individuals that have the links that make sure they know everything that's gone on. Um, and I mean, maybe I was one of those people. Maybe I wasn't. You know, I feel like it's a. It's a pride position that isn't it knowing everything that's gone on and some people uh some people will be the fonts of knowledge for everyone else around camp but as everyone knows there are you know lots of things that go on at camp that i think will get pretty good scores on our outrageous scale won't they begin yeah we love the outrageousness in this one this for me has been what i've wanted to listen to this is what this is the nitty-gritty the get down to it is what i've wanted to know we've done our fluffy duffy kind of stuff now we're getting into the into the good stuff. All right. So this first one is someone that said that they used to allow their campers to go and make out with the other, uh, like with the boy camper side um, on the basketball courts because they wanted to make out with the counsellors themselves. <laughs> so basically, I mean... they are letting their council, their their campers, go off and you know, have their best life with the opposite side of the camp because they themselves want to get their end away. They want to chat with the boys. I mean, if that's not camp in a quote, <laughs> I do not know what is. Because I, I can guarantee you that that happens at every single camp across America. Every single one. It would be surprising if it didn't happen. It's just, it's just camp in a nutshell. That is the camp life, isn't it? That is the... So I'm, I'm going to give this one straight off the bat. Isn't this isn't that outrageous? Is it really bigger? No, I wouldn't say it's that outrageous because obviously it does. It is a common occurrence. But it is set in the scene, isn't it? For it is set in the scene. That are to come. Yeah, but I think what I like about it is the openness and honesty of this counselor because she knows what she's doing. She obviously she she knows that she wants to get with other counselors. So in order to do that, create a way that you can bribe the campers. Bribe the campers. So, you know, like, because you know that the campers are going to take food out of the food hall. Uh So then you can do that because you know they're doing it. Yeah, I feel like we can get away with it, especially for us with the older campers. They You can sneak sneak out out at night. Exactly. Because they sneak out at night, so therefore you can. Because if they say to your your superiors, your upper staff, so-and-so has been sneaking out, well, you can just turn around and go... Well, actually, <laughs> so have they. Exactly. Uno switch card. Yeah, exactly. It's literally playing the Uno switch card. So we've got another one here from uh, another another confession. This one's a bit better. This is during a camp day off or during a camp break, they had to sh- share a hotel room with a group of other staff members. Um, when everyone fell asleep, two of the counsellors were in the corner having a good time. I unfortunately couldn't sleep, so I had to lay there listening, pretending to be asleep while hearing everything that was going on. This is a I shocker. Mean, this is an absolute that's shocker. Shocking. 
Because you've, you've pretended to be asleep. So you can't, therefore, in the middle of it, go, I'm out of here. Because then they know you're, you've not been asleep for the whole duration up to that point. Exactly. This is the, this is the whole... So this, is, this is basically, you are in the middle and you have left it too long that you literally can't do anything. So you just have to sit there and endure it. Yeah, I think you're gonna. You have to take it on the chin. You can't get your headphones. You can't move because then they know that you're awake. You can't leave because then it's just awkward. Then that's just an even more awkward situation. At least you're the only one in the know at that point. But yeah, this is pretty, pretty outrageous. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty outrageous. Imagine being stuck in that position. I mean, what do, what do you do? Honestly, like, I, I feel like this is the this is the conundrum that a lot of people have on their days off. So for those who don't know, that obviously when you have your day off or overnight. It is an interesting affair for all the couples. It's the first real time that you're away from camp and you get this, like, you can have as much or some some kind of alone time. So those kind of, um, how should we put it, those those overnights are busy, shall we say, Biggin. Yeah, they are crucial for camp relationships, whether you are camp serious or not. Um, yeah, those overnights are crucial. Oh, camp serious, I like that word. I want to bring you back to explain that in a minute. But what do we want to give this one out of 10? I reckon this is a good one. I'm going to give this, I would give this a solid seven out of 10, you know. I'd give it, I'd give it an eight just because of the pure awkwardness of the situation. Okay, I'll back that, I'll back that. So, camp serious, Biggin, is one of my favorite quotes. Hit me with it. What does camp serious mean? So, camp serious is. Two people that obviously got together during the camp, their camp experiences. And you can either be camp serious or not. So camp serious for me is that after camp, you're going to progress things. You're going to keep things further. If you're not camp serious, you're just, you're just doing it for the camp. You know, you're just there for the camp. Nothing progression. No progression. Um, so it is quite funny to see relationships sort of teeter out sort of everyone sort of at the beginning is like oh they're definitely camp serious you know that you can see them having a relationship sort of outside of camp so then like the third fourth week of their sort of whatever it is and they can't stand you know the sight of each other um i just think is it's brilliant yeah so camp serious big thing on like um in the camp on the camp campus i love camp serious i think it's hilarious isn't it seeing people that are together and you know for well this is not lasting this these people, you know, they have come in, they've sacked off their boyfriend, they think that this is all going to last, and then bang, day, end of camp, uh, go back home, and, oh, you see on social media, they're back with their boyfriend again. Like, what? Nothing's happened. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's quite, that's quite funny. When they're camp serious, like, during camp, and then you think they are camp serious in the fact that you think, oh, outside of camp, they're going to be, you know, lovey-dovey, they're going to start a relationship. And then to see them go back to their boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, yeah, is is possibly the most funniest thing, and will certainly get the group chat alive. Yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it, that I like to relate back to our other favourite quote, Biggin, which is camp goggles. Camp goggles is one of those things that everyone that goes to camp encounters. It is where you start to. Uh, develop feelings for someone that at the beginning of camp you didn't think was that attractive and then by the end of camp they are looking like you know a victoria secret <laughs> yeah it's a serious thing this is no joke this is an actual like warning i'm giving you a warning here is beware of the camp goggles oh. because just just have a second think 
with with things. You know, you, you may be in a situation where your needs are getting the better of you, and just take a step back, assess the situation, and think maybe not but camp wiggles are also one of those things that you uh, don't realize at the time it's when looking back in retrospect you're thinking oh was that the best decision oh would i have done that if i wasn't at camp but it's a part that is part of the camp experience isn't it begin you know you uh you have to take those ones on the chin you do yeah you've just got to you know suck it up and sort of say you know that was you know that was my mistake or do you know what no i would yeah everyone else may think they're camp goggles but you know what you stick by your decision i think one important thing we've also got to say here is that where where some people might be thinking you know this is something that we might be talking about for the guys this is also something that i can very much confirm girls have said to me as well that they have not made the best decisions also so this is this is a universal camp statement isn't it biggin yeah, this does not go just for guys. This goes for girls and guys. Um, yeah, the amount of times that I've had girls come up to me and say, oh, you know, so-and-so is looking really, really nice. And you're thinking, last week you were saying they were they were horrible, they were disgusting. And then this week, you know, it just changed. It swings it round about, you know, because I think camp, it happens in moments. Like you catch a moment of someone doing something, you think, wow, that's really cool. You know, I want to get to know them. And then obviously with the snowball effect that camp is, everything... Everything is just heightened into one. Like, you know, one week in there is like three months in the outside yeah, world. Yeah, exactly. You're spending so, like five, six, seven hours a day with someone. Whereas normally, if you were like hanging out, you'd be like hanging out for like a couple of hours or three or four hours. Whereas you're spending like seven or eight hours where like you talk about everything from life. You get to know people so quickly, like who you get on with, who you don't. It's just heightened, isn't it? Yeah. So like, um, like if you're sort of in a re- like in a relationship, if you're cantierous from like day one. Uh, to the end of camp, you've you've basically done six months to a year of relationship anyway. Exactly, exactly. I'll tell you what, I feel like this is a good time to shout out those unicorns big in at camp, those people who go into camp with a significant other and they make it through the whole camp without uh, w- wavering from the line. So shout out to you. Yeah, unicorns. they are the real heroes. They are. There, is, there has been a few of them. And I don't think, I mean, I don't think it's the hardest thing to go for, but I feel like with the age group of people that go to camp and stuff, it's just one of those things that unfortunately you don't see as often as you might like to see, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think sort of the temptation sort of is there, you know, it can creep up on you. Um, but yeah, to those people that have stayed loyal during camp, which is, which is, which can be difficult. Um, yeah, we see not all heroes were okay. And it was what what was what surprised me more than more than I thought it would have was that it was the guys that were more resilient with the girls they had back home than the girls that were resilient with the guys they had back home. So the, the guys were more loyal. Do you know what? I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that because obviously you think sort of like the guys are going to be more tempted to go elsewhere, but actually it was the girls. Yeah, because it's stigma. That it's more that stigma to go of the elsewhere. guys, isn't it? That you that you'd imagine that they were just more. I don't know, more like sleazy yeah. or whatever. But no, what was that yeah, exactly. in your other years as well, Begin or not? Um, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, obviously, some chopped and changed. Uh huh. Um, like a few, uh, like a few people were getting with each other during, um, during camp, um, and then decided to switch people. <laughs> That, that. <laughs> and then switched back oh. to the same person that they'd screwed over in the first Past place. the parcel, was it? So, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so that happens. That happens sometimes. Um, 
Yeah, some some people go around the houses. Oh, um, <laughs> and then some. Yeah, and then some people stay like one person throughout. Some people just have a good. Um, some people are there for a good time, aren't they? Thinking not a long time. Exactly. Time. Some some yeah. are there for a good time. Some have serious social dilemmas that they have to that they have to come up with. You know, it, I've seen a lot of people, you know, painstakingly in thought <laughs> um, of their their dilemmas during the camp situation because you know as i said things happen in moments and you just don't know sort of where your head's at at that point in being exactly but we here at the gnt hour do not judge you if you have been in this situation so fear not we are not the judges here we are only judging how outrageous your stories are so back to uh back to the story exactly navigated like a true professional may i say i muddied those i steered those muddied waters um, we have got another confession here. This was this was uh, one of my favourite ones from the um, from the from the counsellors because this person has not only utilised their position at camp, but they have taken advantage of their position at camp to benefit themselves. So they were a specialist golf counsellor, and this person has said that they used their golf shed as their go-to place to have a good time with the members of staff. And then they have followed that up with say no more. I mean, not like you said earlier, not all heroes wear capes big and this person had it sorted from day one. I feel like this person might have been a returner. They knew what they were doing. Do you know what? We had, um, we created my first year, uh, me and a good friend of mine, we created the Shagalad Awards. And I think this person goes right to the top of Shagalad that. Shagalad Awards. Because that, it, because that, is textbook. It is, isn't it? That is textbooks activity counselor scenario. And the fact that they've they've said they used it as the go to place to me says they've used it as the go to place more than once. They've used it as the go to place on a um, number of different occasions. They had it worked out from day one. They knew no one was coming in there to bother them. It's not like a bunk situation where you know you've got to time it right. It's not like a sneaking across camp situation because that is another funny scenario isn't it big in the location 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 awards or as uh, it's called at some camps the bingo list yeah i mean that's just that is just how to do it if you want to be sort of like covert just use your because if anyone asks well i'm just sorting out my goals exactly and this other person is helping but it's a great it's a great yeah, cover exactly. story it's it's a great cover story. That is the benefit, I'd say, um, to being yeah, a specialist, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, being a golf... Well, I'm surprised they've given them a golf shed, I've got to admit, unless it was like a golf-orientated camp, because usually camps don't really have golf as a specialist. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe they so, just, that was their like, equipment shed, and they just had different sheds for different, like, different sports. Maybe. But fair play to this guy using his initiative. Yeah, so what are we going to give that out of 10? I reckon that's the highest score, you know. I think that's I think that's quite a high score. I'd give Ooh, that a nine. I don't know if I'd go that high. I don't know. I'd put Do it not? on this level as the one we had earlier. So I would give it an eight as well. Yeah, I mean, it's literally, especially because you're in sort of it's very intense, and I think you, you're just trying to find a place, and it may not necessarily be places that you think are adequate on the outside. You just want some kind of privacy, don't you? Uh, that's the. You, you you just want somewhere. You know, whether it's private or not, you just want somewhere. Um, so, yeah, there are quite a few about location, as Gil said, like location, 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 as of the best places to do. That could be quite a good one when we do this next. People get in touch with us and say where they think their best place to bonk is. 
on on campus. Because, mm. like you said, obviously we have like the, you know, this list, and then other camps have like um like a bingo list or something like that about sort of their locations. So be interested to see what other people think are the best places. Should we finish off with the last few here? We have got what have we got? We've got this councillor was caught bonking in the kitchen by a bonk in the kitchen staff by the girl he was bonking all summer. Oh dear. Oh, that's just that's hilarious. I mean that's outrageous. That is that is that's double jacket scenario. This person has not thought it through. They have made a error in their game plan there. I mean, that is just yeah, you, you don't like to see that, do you, Biggin? You don't like to see it. But again, like I said, a moment moment might have happened where he he and the kitchen staff, you know, became friendly. I'm not sure how, because usually the councillors and the kitchen staff are quite separated. I know that was how it was in our case. Um, but yeah, to be caught by the girl you've been bonking all summer, bonking the kitchen staff. <laughs> Rookie mistake, that, mate. I don't care how private you think you were. You were definitely not. Definitely not. So I reckon that brings us to an end of this episode, Begin this camp confession episode. I have loved it. I love reminiscing that camp. I love hearing everyone else's funny stories. If you have got any other stories that you want to expose, either you want to expose yourself or you want to expose your mates, we're going to keep them all anonymous. Watch out for the poll. Follow us on our Instagram page. We'll be doing this again in a few weeks or so because I think if the demand is there, if the people want to hear it, we've got to give them what they want. Exactly. All we're trying to do is give you what you want, you know. So we're sort of, you know, we're taking your lead on this one. Um, but yeah, we definitely want to do this again. I've enjoyed this one. I want to ask one. you, Biggin, quick one. Um, what was your favourite of the one so far? Might not have been the highest rate in the outrageous. Oh. What was your favourite one today? I'll start off. Um, I'm going to give an honourable mention to the golf cart one, but I think the fake town one is hilarious. I'm going to give it to the fake town one. I just, it, I, I can't picture anything other than two little umpers running around camp. I think it'd be hilarious. Oh yeah, could you imagine if they just dived in the pool as well? I mean, that pool's going orange. <laughs> it's just, it's just strong, isn't it? Um, I think for me, um. Because it happens so often, and I can relate to this, having seen it on camp so much, is, you know, the the councillor letting the campers make out with the other campers so that they can go and make out with the other councillors. You see it every day. It's probably the most relatable one that we've had on there. Um, and it's just brilliant because as soon as you get into camp, as soon as you see someone, you know it's going to happen. So I think that, for me, gets my, uh, my own lecture. Perfect. Well, thanks, for everyone, for listening. If you've enjoyed it, tell your mates, share it around. You know, we'd love to get new listeners. And then hopefully next time when we put this up on our Instagram page or we put it on our socials, you guys can get some more stories in and we can have another laugh. Yeah, exactly. We just want to sort of, you know, we want to take this as far as possible. So don't be shy. Don't hold back. Um, Obviously, as we said, everything will be anonymous. uh, So you don't have to worry about that. Um, But yeah, be as... Be as out there as possible with your stories. We love them. Just keep sending them in to us. And yeah, and we'll see Thanks you next week. Thanks everyone for listening.